0: or download many more free sermons at graceunlimited.co.za or livinghopechurch.co.za Conrad Mbewe So, Brother Conrad Mbewe is a faithful pastor um, up in Zambia and he's he's been used by the Lord in, in, in a significant way to really um, move the gospel forward here in Africa. And this week he has had to grieve because of the loss of his son. So he lost one of his fa- own family members and so I just want to pray as we start our time um, before we dive into God's word just to, to pray for him and his family. So join me now as we pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, indeed, it is a, a supernatural thing that we can call you our Father. Father, death is never easy because it's so unnatural. You created us to to be in your presence, to to glorify you, and and sin has messed all of that up. And so when we hear the news of a loved one being lost, then, Lord, we we grieve and we know, Lord, that this world truly is broken. But, Father, we know that you know exactly what this is like as we think of the Lord Jesus and what he's done for us. So, Father, I want to pray for Conrad and his family and ask, Lord, that your grace would be present in their lives in a supernatural way as they grieve the loss of their son. Lord, I pray that you would use this time of grieving and and lamenting even as a family and a church family up in Zambia to draw people closer to you. We pray that his life would not be wasted now, even in his death. Thank you that we can pray for them. Thank you that we know you are close. Thank you, Lord, that you have compassion on those who are grieving. And so, Lord, I do pray that you would comfort them. Father, we now, as we open up your word, I pray that you would comfort our hearts and, and help us just see the areas where we need to change so that we can live lives that truly worship you and honor you. We ask this in Christ's name, Amen. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure you've noticed that we are rapidly coming towards the end of this year. It is coming thick and fast, and uh, I'm sure you might feel ready for it to end, like I am. As you come towards the end of this year, maybe you feel a little bit tired, exhausted, even, and maybe even overwhelmed. In a lot of ways, it's been an up-and-down roller coaster kind of year, as this picture indicates. When my family and I went to the U.S. at the beginning of this year, we went on a roller coaster for the first time. And the thing with a roller coaster is you go up slowly and slowly, and you get to see all these amazing views. We had this wonderful view of Arkansas and, and, and some of the the beauty of the countryside but then all of a sudden it drops very quickly and you sit there and you wonder why in the world am I on this thing at least that was I was thinking your stomach gets some knots and you even feel sick but then comes the upward movement again and you have all these nice views and perhaps maybe this is what it's been like for you as you think about this year A lot of ups and downs with your emotions. A lot of ups and downs in your relationship with the Lord. Maybe you sense you're moving up and feeling closer to Him, but then suddenly comes this drop where you feel further away from God. Maybe even your fight against sin has these ups and downs, where you have enjoyed the victory you have had in Christ, but you've also felt the pain of the guilt and shame that comes with your sin and it's been a tough year for many of us for many different reasons i think about some of the challenges we've faced as a church and it's easy to be overwhelmed and discouraged when you start to think about it and all these different hard things are going on especially when there's oppression even against god's people i mean i couldn't help think about Home affairs, and now home affairs is making life harder and harder for so many foreigners to get their papers renewed. I think of how hard it must be to even find work, even if you do have your papers renewed. I think of all the people in our church families who have had significant health issues. And they are at the mercy of our public hospital system. And I've been thinking about our government and how they are against adoption in this country. Looking to take control of baby homes and to shut them down when all we're trying to do is live out our faith and caring for the the, the orphan and the vulnerable in our midst. That is something that's been truly heavy on my heart and my wife's heart this year. And so it's easy to look at all these heavy things that's going on around us, even this war that Hamilton was talking about in the Middle East. We become discouraged when it seems like there's nothing that we can do. Where's the justice, we might ask? Where's the justice when your own government feels like the enemy who is just getting their way? How can we find strength to go on when we are so tired at the end of this year? How can we have a godly perspective when life is going well, but also when life is very difficult? And the answer to this question is pretty simple. Be a thankful person. Be a thankful person. If you had to slow down and look at your here in review, and you look at your life, would you say, that you are a thankful person I'm pretty sure that all of us are aware that the Bible commands us in so many different places to be thankful in fact if we think about it in terms of sort of being happy and joyous and then what you find in Scripture is this idea of being happy and thankful is actually one of the most commanded instructions in the Bible And I think it's fair to say, if God commands us so many times to be happy and thankful, then it must be important to Him. In other words, God wants us to be happy this side of heaven. Even though life is so hard. God wants us to persevere in our exhaustion. He wants us to be able to look at life and our circumstances. And no matter what is happening still to be still able to respond with thankfulness because being a thankful person is one of the ways we can make it through the good times and also make it through the hard times in this life being thankful is where we find the strength to go on so please take your bibles now with me and let's turn to psalm 9 psalm 9 we are going to take a break from the book of james for the rest of this year And we're going to continue with that in the new year. And so today I want us to look at Psalm 9 and consider why it is important that we need to be thankful people. Why is it important that we need to be thankful people? Here we have a Psalm of David that is actually meant to be read along with Psalm 10. These two Psalms kind of go together. And what Psalm 9 shows us is that it is important for us to be thankful it is important for us to be thankful and live a life of praising God for who he is and what he has done for us And so David is going to help us see why it is important that we need to be thankful and so let's take some time now and read this together the main emphasis is only going to be in the first two verses we're going to slow down and think about the first two verses specifically but we also will discover what David is thankful for and how that helps him to praise God for who he is. And so let's read this together. It says, To the choir, choir master, according to Laban, a psalm of David. Verse 1 I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before your presence. For you have maintained my just cause. You have sat on the throne, giving righteous judgment. You have rebuked the nations. You have made the wicked perish. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. The enemy came to an end in everlasting ruins. The cities you rooted out, the very memory of them has perished. The Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established His throne for justice, and He judges the world with righteousness. He judges the peoples with uprightness. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who sits enthroned in Zion. Tell among the peoples his deeds. For he who avenges blood is mindful of them. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Be gracious to me, O Lord, See my affliction from those who hate me, you who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may recount all your praises, that in the gates of the daughter of Zion I may rejoice in your salvation. The nations have sunk in their pit that they had made, and the net they have hid, their own foot has been caught. The Lord has made Himself known. He has executed judgment. The wicked are snared in the work of their own hands. The wicked shall return to Sheol, all the nations that forget God. All the nations that forget God. But then look at verse 18. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, and the hope of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail, let the nations be judged before you. Put them in fear, O Lord. Let the nations know that they are but men. You see, through this psalm, David is going to help us see that we need to put on the glasses of gratitude if we are going to make sense of this roller coaster kind of life that we are facing. And we need to put on our glasses of thankfulness if we are going to be in constant worship of God I mean we all know what is the purpose of glasses right if you're someone that struggles with reading you put on glasses and what does it help with you're able to read if you can't see far into the distance you put on some glasses and all of a sudden you can see so we need to look at life with intentional reasons to be thankful because when we do that then no matter what is happening in your life you can actually have true joy in the Lord that is why today we are going to consider four reasons four reasons why you need to be a thankful person I think many of you are aware that people in America or even other places around the world even here we had this day of celebrating thanksgiving wonderful tradition but we don't just need a day, do you think about what we are thankful for? We need consistent lives, lives of thankfulness. And so why is it important to be a thankful person? Four reasons here from Psalm 9. Number one, being thankful makes the good moments even better. Being thankful makes the good moments even better. Look at Psalm 9 in the first half of verse 1. He says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Seems simple, right? Some of the background context here is that David had just experienced this amazing victory over his enemies. And now he says that he will be intentional about giving thanks to God. David is a man who has a lot of people that are against him. He's in a position in his life where he has a lot of enemies. And now look at what he says. He says, I will give thanks. This is an intentional decision to respond to what God has done for him with thankfulness. I think this is helpful for us to understand because sometimes if we're honest, we don't really feel like thanking God, or we don't make that a priority and praising Him for what He has done for us. It's very easy for us to go through life where we experience all these amazing blessings, and somehow we think we don't need to thank God for it. I mean, you might have been asking God to help you find a job, and then He does. And you're just rushing from one moment to the next to get on with this job never slowing down to thank Him for His provision. How often does someone else do do something for us and then we just assume they had to do it and we don't even thank them. I mean, someone could be here every week serving this church every single week and it's never even on our radar to thank them because we're so used to them doing it. What we can learn from David here is that when we experience some kind of blessing or this high moment in life, it can become even this greater moment of worship when you stop and give thanks to God for it. God has just done this amazing thing for David. It's like he's won the Rugby World Cup and defeated all his enemies, right? A natural emotion or response to such an amazing victory is to be thankful And yet it is also a deliberate decision. A deliberate decision that helps you appreciate what God has done. David has personal faith in God and sees God as the source of his joy and blessing. And he doesn't want to take that for granted. And so he makes the decision to stop and thank God. He slows down to stop and thank God to even grow closer in his worship of God. Because look at what he says next. Look at the extent of his thankfulness. He says, with my whole heart. I will give thanks with my whole heart. David is not thanking God with a divided heart. This is not sort of a a lukewarm emotion for him. I mean, he's not like this 10-year-old kid who was excited about this, this gift he's going to get from his grandmother for Christmas. And then he opens up this gift and inside is just a simple pair of socks. This kid knows he must be thankful for these socks, but he realizes he has a divided heart because he was expecting something else. He was expecting something better. David was giving thanks with everything he has I mean it's like when that final whistle blew of the of the World Cup final right And the Springboks won the World Cup again people are jumping out of their seats they're high-fiving everyone some people hugging each other some even ending up in the pool because they're so excited about the Springboks winning David has that kind of emotion going on here he's fully committed to praising God for what He has done. I mean, isn't that that, the feeling, this amazing feeling of gratitude when your final exams are over and you know you've made it? The year is done. Maybe you've been laboring in prayer for someone that you love and asking the Lord to turn their heart towards Him and you, and you, you hear them slowly but surely showing interest in godly things. Until so your heart wants to jump out of your chest because of how thankful you are. Giving praise to God with your whole heart for what he has done. We know that God is interested in having our entire hearts for himself, right? We know this from the Bible. He doesn't want to share our love for him with the things of this world. He wants our worship to be focused on him and him alone. That's why so many other of the psalms say the same thing. Psalm eighty-six, verse twelve: "I will give thanks to you, O Lord, my God, with my whole heart, and I will glorify your name forever." Psalm one hundred eleven, verse one. Easy one to remember: one, 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 one. We see as the people gathered for worship. They're busy giving thanks together in the same way. They say, praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart and the company of the upright in the congregation. So even as Hamilton alluded earlier, even as we come to church, are you coming with intentional thoughts of how you can give thanks to God? Are you coming to church giving thanks with your whole heart? Or is there something that is stopping you in doing that? What is it perhaps that is causing you to have a divided heart where you struggle to enjoy what God has done for you? When you're a thankful person, it makes the good moments in this life even better it helps you really appreciate what someone else has done for you and ultimately what God has done for you and we know that the greatest command in the Bible is to love God with your whole heart and to love your neighbor as yourself and now David shows us that it's important that we thank God with our whole hearts as well because when you give thanks to God with your whole heart instead of a divided heart then we keep the most important thing in front of us which is God which is God because the second reason why we need to be thankful people is because being thankful keeps God on your lips being thankful keeps God on your lips when you develop the habit to look at life through the glasses of thankfulness, then it will help you to talk more about what God has done. Second half of verse 1 here. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. Other translations say I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. Because when your heart is truly full of gratitude, because of recounting and thinking intentionally about what God has done for you, then you are going to be like this shaken can of Coke that bursts open the moment you lift the lid. You're just bursting to tell other people how amazing God is. And He's going to be on your lips all the time. Thankful people can't help to talk about how good God has been to them no matter what their circumstances are. Because when you're truly thankful, you just can't keep it to yourself. You can't do it. You must tell someone. It's like someone who had just had their first child, right? Many babies being born at Living Up Church recently. Imagine you have this excitement of having your first child welcome into this world. You simply must tell everyone. Social media, WhatsApp groups. Everyone must know what God has done in giving you this precious life. How strange would it be to have a child come into your home and you don't want to tell anyone? Look at the contrast here in Psalm 9. David says, I will, I will, I will. But then look at verse 4. He says, you have. You have. You have maintained my just cause. You have sat on the throne. Verse 5. You have rebuked the nations. You have blotted out their name. David is making this intentional habit to thank God with his whole heart and tell us that he's thankful for what God has done. And he must think about it more and more and talk about it more and more as he thinks about it more and more. So if you stop and think about what you're thankful for, do you know what's going to happen? You're going to start to realize how good God has really been to you. Down in verse eleven, David says, "Tell among the peoples his deeds." It has to be known. The more we think about what we are truly thankful for, the more we talk about what we are thankful for. The more we help other people praise God as well. Do you realize that? I mean, if someone comes to GC Gospel Community Groups in the middle of the week, our small group Bible studies. And they share out of this this gratitude of what what the Lord has done for them. You know what they're doing? They're helping me praise God as well. And when we are thankful together, we start talking more about how good God is all the time, which helps us fill up our hearts of worship for Him. And so think about the kind of conversations you have every day. What does it sound like? What are you talking about all the time? I'm tired. I'm hot. It's been my week. Life is hard. So many problems and issues. But what about if for the next time, you sit around the table as a family, actually turning off the television for a moment, You're sitting around the table as a family as you're having dinner and you think about what you can be thankful for. Think about how those conversations will cause the whole family to be in worship of who God is and what He has done. Even this Thursday again, we had people over and we're slowing down and we're eating this meal and we're thinking about what we are thankful for in each other. Thanking God for how He is at work. Because the more we grow in thankfulness by recounting the wonderful deeds, the more we grow in a life of worship for God. The more He's always on our lips. The more we can share of His goodness with the people around us. So, one of the reasons why it's important to, we, that we must be intentional about thanking God and recounting and telling of his wonderful deeds is because we forget. Let's be honest. We forget. We forget what God has done for us. I've seen this many times when I've asked people, What are you thankful for? Man, it takes them a very long time to think of one thing to say. And honestly, if you struggle to think of something you're thankful for, think about the cross. Think about the cross. Don't forget the cross. Remember that wonderful moment when you realize that Jesus is hanging where you're supposed to be hanging. Remember that God decided to pour out all His wrath on His Son So that you can be forgiven of every single sin you committed yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Remember the wonderful deed when Jesus died for your lack of thankfulness. How He died for your self-centered heart. So that you can in fact have a relationship with Him. Remember that Jesus died for your anger. As we've been talking about in James. Remember that He died for your pride. But remember that He also rose from the dead, that one day you will also rise and receive a new body for which you will be so thankful for. This glorious new body that is made new and ready to worship God perfectly for all eternity. Down in verse 13, David prays and says, Be gracious to me, O Lord, See my affliction from those who hate me. O you who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may recount all your praises, that in the gates of the daughter of Zion I may rejoice in your salvation. In other words, God, you have helped me before and rescued me before, so please do it again. I have seen your goodness before and I want to see more of it. I've tasted of your goodness and victory. I want to see more of it. You are the one who lifts me up. You lift me up so that I can recount and remember what you have done for me. So that I can get back to a place of thanking you and praising you. David does not want to forget how God has saved him before physically. And now he doesn't want us to help forget how God has saved us spiritually. Because the most wonderful deed that constantly needs to be on our lips is how thankful we are for a Savior that rescued us from the very pits of hell. As you look at this year and all the ways you maybe have failed God, this holy God, how thankful are you for a Savior? When the enemy of this corrupt world and even the enemy of your sinful flesh wants to take over your life once again. How thankful are you for a Savior? Colossians 1 verse 10, Paul is writing to the church and Basically telling them how thankful He is for them. But specifically He wants them to see now that this living a life that is worthy of the gospel goes hand in hand with being thankful for salvation. He says, And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him. And what does this life look like? Bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11. Being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Here it is. Verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father. Giving thanks to the Father. Who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light? Who has qualified you to to join in the inheritance of the saints? Who has delivered you, verse 13, from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son? Verse 14, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. You cannot look at the cross and not be thankful. You cannot look at the cross and not be thankful. It's important that we are thankful because it makes the good moments even better. It keeps God and what He has done on our lips. And now thirdly, being thankful gives you strength for the hard times. Being thankful gives you strength for the hard times. Look at Psalm 9 verse 2 again. David says... I will be glad and exult in you. People who are thinking about what they are thankful for are reminded of what God has done for them, but it also helps them to find joy and strength when they specifically remember who God is. Who God is. David is saying again that he will find, intentionally, his gladness, by exulting in who God is. Again, when you have your thankfulness glasses on, we can look at our past circumstances and experiences, and we can have a better view of who God is. I think many of us would agree that it would be great if we didn't have any difficult seasons in our lives, if there were no downswing on that roller coaster. Times when we felt disappointed. Or times when our bodies are failing us. Times when we have tried to even reach out to other people, but they don't respond to our efforts and we feel rejected. Times when you feel alone, when you're supposed to be part of a team. And so when you work at being thankful, then instead of saying something like, I am disappointed that I need to have this surgery we can get to a place where we can say, I am so thankful that I can even have this surgery. That's why it's important that we look at life with thankfulness because thankfulness can give us the strength to make it through these hard times. Because as we are thankful, we see God being at work. Now, I've talked about this already, and I've mentioned this to some of you, but honestly, for me, this year has been the lowest I've ever been and my attitude toward our government. All this stuff with home affairs and the Department of Social Development has really gotten me down at times. But it's in these very moments of disappointment that I need to think about who God is. And I need to be thankful for who He is. Because David helps us see that he did this in his experience. In verses 3 to 8, He's pointing out and remembering that God is the God of justice. 2nd half of verse 4 he says, You have sat on the throne giving righteous judgment. In other words, our God is our King who gives His perfect righteous, always correct judgment on those who do evil. In this context, God was coming to the aid of David and executing perfect justice on His behalf. And so when David has his thankfulness glasses on, he sees a God that's in control. He sees a God that will act and judge the wicked perfectly. In verses 78 he says, But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established His throne for justice. And He judges the world with righteousness. He judges the peoples with uprightness. Which gives us confidence as we meditate on being thankful people because God is not in control and wanting to execute perfect justice. Which means, even as we encounter all this injustice in this world, all this oppression in this world, we can know that God is sitting on his throne. Sometimes it feels like that's just a line that Christians say, doesn't it? Yeah, I believe God is on His throne. But there's a real truth that comes alive when we are thankful people. And we can even be more thankful because God will remember the oppressed. He's going to protect the vulnerable. Verses 9 and 10. He says, The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed. A stronghold in times of of trouble and those who know your name put their trust in you for you O Lord have not forsaken those who seek you even though we know that life is not always going to go the way we want the hard times are going to be there when you stop and remember who God is you remember that he is a stronghold Which is this picture of having these these high walls uh, that surround you. It's like you're this heavily guarded military structure that's around you. And the more thankful we are in God, the more secure we are in Him. The more what Jesus has done for you ultimately at the cross becomes a reality for you. That no one can take that away from you. And so the more we thankful, the more we find the strength to keep standing up against those who seek to oppress us. Because this psalm is giving us the strength by reminding us that God does not forget His people. When you are fighting for the good of orphans and refugees, God has not forgotten them or you. Instead of being overwhelmed with all that is going on, we can slow down and think about who God is and grow in our thankfulness toward Him. It is counting our blessings every single day, especially in the hard times. And so we can be like the psalmist who says in Psalm 35, just listen to all this worship language. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the clouds Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep man and beast you save, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house. And you give them drink from the river of your delights. Oh man, that's good, right? Thankful people drink from the river of delights. With you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see lights. Oh, continue your steadfast love to those who know you and your righteousness to the upright of heart. It's important to be thankful. Thankful because it helps us remember that we are weak but God is not we might be weak but God is not when you exult in someone it's like you're leaping for joy and so when you're exulting in God you feel as if you can leap over any kind of mountain any kind of challenge that sets before you because you know your God is bigger and stronger that any enemy or challenge in this life. David was finding that true joy in knowing and seeing who God is. The God of justice and the God of compassion and care. Because when we are intentional about being thankful people, it makes The good moments, even better. It helps to keep God and what He has done on our lips. And it helps us to find strength in the times that are hard. Remembering who God is. And now finally, it's important to be a thankful person because number four, being thankful causes you to sing. Being thankful causes you to sing. Look at the last part of verse 2. I will sing your praise. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. So you kind of see the natural progression here. For someone that is thankful, if you are someone that is thanking God with a whole heart and recounting what He has done, and you find joy in who He is, and you, you can't keep it to yourself, you've got to tell other people. Eventually, you're going to start singing about it. You can't help but sing about His goodness. Because if you're truly thankful, you've got to be someone that wants to sing the the praises of God all the time. Because someone that is truly singing the praises of God is not someone that feels self-entitled, like they deserve God's blessing and protection. When life gets confusing, we can express our emotions in a godly way by singing praises to God and reminding ourselves of truth and what we can be thankful for in that moment. Down in verse 15 here of Psalm 9, David says that the nations have sunk in the pit that they made. Those words have sunk up. I see that not only have, have David's enemies ultimately made a mess of everything, But it also shows that David has this complete confidence that God will be victorious in the end. In other words, there is no doubt in David's mind that God will execute full and final judgment on those who, he says in verse 17, who forget God. Those who forget God. So David is not just thinking about the past. He's thinking about how God will execute righteous judgment in the future as well. And while we wait for that to happen, we can be a thankful people that sing His praises. Being thankful helps you to worship God better. Being thankful helps you to worship God better. See, when people forget who God is, they don't fear Him like they should. That's why in verse 19 David says, Arise, O Lord, let not men prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. Put them in fear, O Lord, he asks. Let the nations know that they are but men. Remind them of who they are and who you are, God. Because when you remember that God is God and you are not, it humbles your heart. It should humble your heart, church it helps you to become a thankful person that sings singing humble beggars who sing knowing how blessed they are in God people who have the fear of the Lord want to sing His praises people who have the fear of the Lord want to sing His praises people who are wanting the Lord to return no, they cannot wait for Him to return. And so they sing about His return. And because people who are waiting for the Lord to return are people who know they are not waiting in vain. We are not waiting in vain. God is going to come. And He is going to execute perfect. Justice and judgment on this world. And that causes us to be thankful and sing His praises. Songs filled with praise and thankfulness that reach the ear of the Most High. I think that's just an amazing thought. Thankful hearts overflow in praise to God that reach the ear of the Most High. Well, let me ask you, church, is your heart full of gratitude when you sing? What David helps us see here today is that we can choose to be grateful even when my emotions and feelings are stuck in this pattern of hurt and resentment. We can be thankful people even if our circumstances are difficult. We can be thankful people because we always, always, always have a reason to be thankful. When we consider what Jesus has done for us and what He's going to do for us when He comes back, then we will find all the reason every single day to be thankful. So listen to the author of Hebrews, in Hebrews 12, verse 28, when he says this, Therefore let us be be grateful for receiving a kingdom... That cannot be shaken. What are we grateful for? A kingdom that cannot be shaken. And let us offer then in response, he says, to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. As as Hamilton said, that lion that sits on his throne is a consuming fire. And people who are thankful sing and they worship and they offer acceptable worship to Him because of what Christ has done for us. We need to be thankful people because it influences the way we worship our Savior. And so this week, slow down perhaps and look back at your roller coaster kind of year and think about what you can be thankful for. What are some specific things if you had to write them down? What can you be thankful for? Because being thankful makes the good moments even better. Praise God with our whole hearts. Being thankful makes us talk about God all the time, keeping Him on our lips. Being thankful fills up your tank with strength. Being able to continue because you realize who God is and being thankful fills your heart with praises to Him. Because thankful people sing. And so when you are tempted to grumble, when you are tempted to complain the next time, when your emotions want to take over, stop and think about what you are thankful for. There's this powerful moment when we slow down and think what we are thankful for that helps us to truly worship God. As a family, we've been working on this this week, trying to be more intentional about what we can be thankful for, which means we got to sometimes cultivate new habits, right? New habits. When my wife makes us dinner, as a family, we want to be intentional with our words of saying thank you not just assuming the meal. When my son or daughter puts the dishes away, I want to be more intentional about saying, thank you for helping in the house. Because when we do stuff like that, it really helps us to make God the main focus, doesn't it? So how about you? What are you thankful for right now? Are you a thankful person? Can you see that it's important that we need to be thankful? I want to close with the words of the prophet Isaiah. He says in Isaiah 12 verses 1 to 6. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my song. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, make known the deeds among the peoples, proclaim that His name is exalted. Verse 5, sing praises to the Lord, for He has done gloriously. Let Him be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Thankful people live a life of worship. Let's pray father god thank you for your word thank you for this example of david thank you that we can see the intentionality behind slowing down and thinking about what we can be thankful for yes lord our own hearts they are so consumed with ourselves that we struggle to even sometimes think of what we're thankful for we get so consumed by our circumstances and what we don't have and what we would like to see happen. But thank you, Lord, that even in the roller coaster of life, we can enjoy the good moments because even as we enjoy those good moments and we're thankful for them, they help feed us and fill up in those heavy moments, Lord. To help us recognize who you are and what you have done. And Lord, thank you that because of Jesus, no matter where we are in this world, no matter what is going on in our lives, no matter what is about to happen in our lives, Lord, we can be thankful people because of Jesus, because of what He's done on the cross for sinners like us. Thank you for your patience toward us. Thank you for your steadfast love. Help us grow this week to keep you on our lips, to keep you in our minds, to to worship you and praise you and thank you with our whole hearts. So help us to see what is dividing our hearts. Help us to slow down and think what we are truly thankful for.